0: The main appeal of AEW's reality TV show All Access is to be able to see things you otherwise would never usually be afforded a chance to see. And likewise, the appeal of this particular video right here is to get you up to speed on certain AEW facts that you may well not be aware of. With that in mind then, I'm Andrew from What Culture Wrestling, and here are 10 shocking AEW behind the scenes revelations. Number 10. CM Punk was Tony Khan's number one pick to launch AEW with, while the Second City Saints briefed but brilliant All Elite Run will live long in the memory, the Chicago Natives AEW tenure could have started way earlier if Tony Khan got his way. As revealed by Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio back in 2019, prior to the launch for AEW of course, CM Punk was the very first person Khan had in mind to start his new wrestling promotion with. From Meltzer at the time, CM Punk was Tony Khan's first pick, before Jericho, before the Young Bucks, before anyone. If he wants to wrestle, he can wrestle and make very good money, if that's what he wants. Of course. CM Punk was clearly the hottest free agent out there at the moment AEW launched, but nobody in their right mind back then would have thought it possible to lure the burned and battered Phil Brooks back into the world of professional wrestling. Oh, how wrong those doubters would be at The Last Dance a whole two and a half years later. Number nine, the severity of Britt Baker's back injury. With Britt Baker dealing with back issues that have restricted her in-ring outing so far this year, the first episode of AEW All Access not only revealed how long DMD has been suffering with this problem, but it also showed the extremes Baker has gone to in order to still compete. Despite reports of these back problems first surfacing in January, more recently the Britsburg star has detailed how her back problems are actually getting worse and have now developed into a back and neck issue. From what was seen on All Access, Baker required an utterly grim injection of pain relief directly into her back, ahead of a tag match pitting her and Jamie Hater against Sky Blue and Madison Rain. That was a contest which took place on the live 4th of November 2022 episode of AEW Rampage, meaning things were already bad enough for Brits back in November that the former Women's Champion was requiring pain injections. Number 8. WWE expected Dean Ambrose to take a year-long break. Not so much an AEW revelation per se, more an adjacent WWE one, but there was at one point the belief that the real-life Jonathan Good's WWE exit was merely a temporary one to give the star time to rest his body and his mind. If a report from Raja.com is accurate, WWE was under the impression that Dean Ambrose would be back in the company within a year of him deciding against renewing his contract. So much so, WWE Creative had already tentatively worked on creative plans for Ambrose's big return. While the one-time WWE Champion obviously signed with AEW shortly after exiting WWE, even then it was claimed that the three-year contract John Moxley had penned with All Elite Wrestling had a clause in it where Mox could opt out of the deal after a year should he not be happy? From a WWE viewpoint, they had zero idea of Moxley's AEW signing until the star turned up at Double or Nothing 2019 to drop Chris Jericho and then brawl with Kenny God Omega. Number seven: The demise of Pride and Powerful. As a tag team, Santana and Ortiz are one of the very best tandems in the world. Still, there were plentiful rumblings that all was not well between Pride and Powerful, having teamed together as far back as 2012. The duo butted heads. Early last year due to how they were being used by AEW. Well, more specifically, how they weren't particularly being used by AEW. As noted by their former LAX mentor Conan, the longtime partners fell out because Santana was frustrated at not being used much, whilst Ortiz was happy with the situation as, you know, they were still getting paid and looked after by AEW. k Dog even revealed that this situation got so heated at one point that Eddie Kingston became involved and nearly got physical with Santana. Number 6 AEW at one point planned to sign Rick Flair. Back in August 2021, it was reported that Ric Flair was a lock to sign with AEW once his WWE non-complete clause had expired. The dirtiest player in the game was on the cusp of becoming a free agent, and his friendship with Tony Khan, whose wedding Rick even attended, meant that there was obvious interest in making the legend hashtag All Elite. It was simply a case of counting down the days until Ric Flair was able to pen an AEW contract, and the belief was that he may be used to manage his real-life son-in-law Andrade El Idolo. And then, well, then the 16th of September rolled around. What happened on the 16th of September, you ask? Why, that was when the Plane Ride From Hell episode of Dark Side of the Ring first aired. In that third season Dark Side episode, it was alleged that Flair exposed himself to a flight attendant in addition to other sexual assault allegations directed his way. As per Flair's former podcast host Mark Madden, it was at this moment that any deal to join AEW was off. Tony Khan completely distanced himself from Ric Flair and even uninvited him from his birthday. Number 5. AEW originally wanted to take back unprotected chair shots to the head. The second major event in company history, June 2019's Fighter Fest, went down in infamy for a truly disgusting Sean Spears chair shot to the head of Cody Rhodes. This very real meshing of steel chair meeting the unprotected head of the American nightmare It left Cody gushing blood in a sight that turned many a stomach. Not just was the visual itself unsettling, it obviously brought up the discussion, over CTE and head trauma. Of course, this led to Tony Khan to immediately ban chair shots to their head, and rightly so. While some have speculated that this chair shot was possibly called on the fly, or that maybe the timing was off on the swing, the reality is AEW originally wanted to take back unprotected chair shots to their head. This has been a practice, of course, banned by WWE since the Benoit tragedy in 2007, but all elite wrestling wanted to revisit this idiotic idea of yesteryear. As Cody told Collider back in 2019. We went to great pains to take back chair shots by soldering and ironing out the proper way to do it. And we just didn't get all of it. Yeah, you're right there, Cody. Number four, the lengths taken to keep Adam Cole's AEW debut a secret. It was no surprise that AEW had major interest in Adam Cole when he became a free agent back in 2021. What maybe is a surprise though is the lengths taken to keep Cole's debut at All Out 2021 such a secret as the star himself detail to Sports Illustrated shortly after his AEW arrival, it was only a couple of days before All Out that he actually decided he wanted to sign with AEW, rather than of course pen a deal to remain with WWE and be part of the main roster. From there, everything was done to keep Cole's impending AEW debut hush hush. And this hush hush meant that only a handful of people in AEW knew that the former Ring of Honor War champion was a signing with AEW, and b was to appear at All Out. Likewise, Cole's AEW contract wasn't actually signed until the day of All Out, and he was kept hidden on that night until the CM Punk versus Darby Allen match was already in motion, as in the third to last match of the card. Even when Cole did appear backstage, that was only to meet privately with the talents who were being involved in the post-main event segment where both he and Brian Danielson would be making their company debut. To further keep all of this hidden, the real-life Austin Jenkins didn't even fly into Chicago for All Out. Instead, he flew to a different city on the day before the pay-per-view, wore a face mask for his entire flight, stayed at a a different hotel to Brian Danielson and waited in a trailer outside the Now Arena throughout the bulk of the show. Number three, Hulk Hogan is banned from AEW. What you gonna do, brother, when you and your ex-wife get completely blackballed by AEW? Yes. While many view him as the biggest star the wrestling business has ever seen, more recent years have seen Hulk Hogan continue to chip away at his own legacy. Sure, it's one thing to hear how Hogan politicked his way into changing match results or squat washing pushes behind the scenes, but it is absolutely something else to hear of the Hulkster using racist language and seemingly not being all that bothered about it. Hulk may have been booted out of the WWE Hall of Fame when his use of such language became public knowledge, but Vince McMahon would of course reinstate Hogan, not to mention induct him for a second time as part of the NWO. Basically, Vince just pretended as if none of this had ever really happened. Heck, even when the 13-time world champion was supposed to make an apology to WWE talents in a backstage meet The moral of Hogan's story was effectively along the lines of video phones are everywhere now. Be careful about getting caught saying horrible racist BS. (sighs) Thankfully, in a June 2020 tweet to Hogan's ex-wife, who herself had made some truly horrendous comments, Tony Khan revealed that both Hulk and Linda are banned from AEW. Good on you, Tony. Number 2. CM Punk's All Access presence With AEW All Access having now arrived, many pondered how the show's first episode would address the elephant in the room that was CM Punk. After all, a significant portion of this inaugural All Access outing centred on the Young Bucks as they prepared to return to action after the infamous Brawl Out last September. Truth be told, if you have no idea what happened at All Out, All Access did zero to inform you of those events. Instead, it was just presented as… something happened with the Bucks, and now they're heading back to work. In a blink and you'll miss it moment though, The Second City Saint may have actually had a minor presence on the All Access premiere, as Britt Baker and Luchasaurus welcomed Matt and Nick Jackson back to work, a board in the background lists the direction of certain rooms in the venue. For instance, there's details on where Chris Jericho's private locker room is, where the EVP's room is, where catering can be found, etc, etc. Interestingly, the label of one particular room is hidden behind a sticker. Given how so few AEW talents have private changing rooms, and given how it's known that CM Punk had a private locker room during this time with the company, many speculate that this sticker is indeed covering up the Chicago native's name. Considering this scene, Was shot approximately two months after CM Punk went scorched earth after All Out. It wouldn't be too much of a surprise if he was still listening internally as AEW carried out investigations and discussions over the straight edge superstar's future. Number one, John Moxley was AEW world champion and a free agent. In a tumultuous year for the company, John Moxley was easily AEW's MVP for 2022. When the promotion needed somebody to steady the ship or to carry AEW on their back, Mox was so often the person. Tony Khan turned to, and thankfully for Tony Khan, John Moxley is also an honorable, trustworthy, loyal soldier who is fully committed to the AEW cause. But if he weren't, Khan and AEW could have been left massively embarrassed at SummerSlam last year, as detailed by Mox during an appearance on Renee Paquette's The Sessions. The Death Rider was actually a free agent for a spell in 2022. In particular, Moxie was a free agent at a time when he was the AEW World Champion. For so many others, this could have represented the chance to make huge waves and huge dollars by rocking up in WWE with a rival promotions world title over your shoulder. Not from Moxley though. From the mouth of the one time lunatic fringe himself, I could have walked into SummerSlam that night with the AEW flubbing belt if I had been so inclined. Nobody knew that because I don't put my shiz out there in the world and let everybody know every flubbing thing about my business. Very much so Moxley. So there are our behind the scenes AEW revelations. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment, share, turn those notification bells on and come and give us a follow on twitter at whatcoach wwe while you're there you can find myself at coach at left peg but most importantly just be sure to have the best possible day whether you're doing something or whether you're doing absolutely nothing i hope it goes well for you and if things aren't going so well i hope they turn around as soon as possible i've been andrew Pollard from What Culture wrestling and i'll catch you down the road selling a little or a lot